Welcome to Talking Payroll. My name is Tracy Angwin. In this conversation, I speak with Anthea Wager, Reward and Payroll Manager at U Media. From joining U as a payroll officer in April 2013, Anthea has progressed to her current role, which includes system implementations, reward consulting, and reporting. U Media is an industry leading out of home advertising company started in 1989. The business still delivers strong growth and recently reported revenue of over $300 million for the first half of 2019. I was really interested in this conversation with Anthea on how this entrepreneurial growing company saw payroll and how her role differed because of it. I'm also really interested in Anthea's thoughts on employee engagement and employee experience from a payroll point of view. I really hope you enjoy this episode of Talking Payroll with Anthea Wager. So Anthea, great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Tracy. I'm very excited to join you. I know that we've tried a few times to confirm dates and times and we've had some issues with scheduling and I know that you're just really busy with with a few projects at the moment and I'm super keen to talk to you about those. But first, I'm really interested to understand how you actually got into payroll. Um, well, I think it's a bit of a standing joke in the payroll industry that um, everyone wakes up as kids in the morning and decides that they're going to be a payroll person. Isn't that how, it, right. how it happens? Um, I'm here to meet that person, actually. <laughs> um, like I think 90% of the payroll people um, that I've met and I'm sure you've spoken to, uh, I fell into payroll. I started out um, not knowing what I wanted to do coming out of school and so did an accounting diploma at TAFE, um, started working for a public practice accountant and as part of that um, took on some really, really small uh, payrolls for his clients and then just kind of kept doing payrolls <laughs> um, and they grew um, in size and complexity and then one day woke up and realised that I was actually really enjoying what I was doing and the, ver- the variety that, that comes in to your day being a payroll professional. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, you, you've gone from little payrolls to really quite a substantial payroll. Now, how many on your payroll at UMedia? At the moment, we're, we've got a mix of um, permanent employees and casuals, but the total number of active employees is around about 1,100. In fact, you know, UMedia continues to grow both, you know, by acquisition and organically. And in fact, I'm going to an event in October where you'll see Brendan Cook speaking about his journey from founding the company in 1989. Um, how does this growth, especially around acquisition, affect your role? It's one of those things that has an inevitable effect on, um, on payroll because even from the point of when an acquisition is being considered, payroll needs to be involved in um, some of those conversations, obviously, there's a lot of confidentiality around that. Um, but being able to be involved in what that transition would look like when an acquisition is being considered and what sort of um, preparation the payroll system might need to undergo to be able to bring people onto our payrolls um, or whether that's something that we're going to delay and, and run across separate systems for a period of time until we can um, consolidate those. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that really valuable being able to be included in those conversations and they don't always necessarily happen at the same time as the yeah, <laughs> the rest of the conversations. Yeah, they really don't. Um, and in fact, 
I think that it's quite unusual. From from what I've seen, it's quite unusual for an organisation to even have that conversation with payroll when they are considering an acquisition. So I think that's actually it's it's actually fantastic that um, that you're having those conversations and that your organisation is bringing you in on those uh, because I've seen so many acquisitions post acquisition where they've got you know real issues with payroll and things happen and you know they might they might have inherited. EAs with that acquisition that they just can't then deliver in their current payroll environment. And I have to be perfectly honest and and say that it's not something that has always happened and it's something that we've potentially um, had the the experience of learning from doing it um, without considering payroll um, up front um, and, and learning the hard way, um, to be honest, uh, where payroll is involved in the last minute and then there's a mad scramble to get bank accounts set up or new, new ABNs mm-hmm. or payroll tax um, sort of registrations happening yeah. um, in the same week that the first payroll is running. And, and so we've, we've I say ironically, it's a little bit of a luxury that we've had the ability to um, make mistakes in the past that have helped refine our process um, so that we've, we know what to avoid next time. Yeah, right. But that's just the whole continual improvement, you know, learning and continuing to improve. And um, I think that's that's a great story because it's, you know, I've, I've certainly heard, you know, the other side of it as well. In terms of, um, you know, the procedures and policies that you'd have to have in place with an organisation like Umedia, is it, how different is it to, or is it different, to what might ex- exist in a more traditional payroll that's sort of stable, not growing, um, you know, just sort of getting the, the pays out every every pay period. Does the fact that you are, um, you know, a really growth-oriented company make a difference there in terms uh, of definitely, procedures definitely, and policies? Because um, not just with the, the ordinary day-to-day business as usual, payroll running, we're also looking at what impact um, changes to our reward um, and and remuneration offerings we're considering. And so it might be that um, something that we've held traditionally as being part of our uh, remuneration elements is replaced by something completely different or there's a new leave type that we are deciding to set up for the first time in the in the system. Um, I've actually just come from a, a process meeting mm-hmm. um, where four months ago we established some of the process and we're, um, processes around our HR admin that flow on to um, the payroll um, sort of outputs. And we've realised just how many of those in the last four months have changed because of the way that the, the business has changed. Um, and so we're now in the process of, of reviewing those. Wow, um, We have a, um, a cadence set up where every six months we look at our payroll processes um, to, to review whether they're current um, and what needs to sort of be updated. That's, that's awesome. I mean, I hear a lot of payroll professionals complain that, you know, their colleagues don't understand or appreciate the payroll function. And it's one of those sort of hygiene factor processes whereby if it goes well, you know, no one notices it. But if it's run poorly, everyone complains about payroll. And, you know, it sounds like payroll's really been given a seat at the table in your business um, and, and you really used as an, you know, an authority um, in that space not just people that run the pays. Definitely, um, and the, and definitely as a as sort of a, a trusted voice um, it, that has a significant impact. And I, and I think we our payroll function sits within our people and culture function. And so there's that focus around the employee experience and the impact that payroll has to the employee experience um, is, is definitely valued. Um, and even though it, it can be a 
a hygiene factor or something that can be viewed as a, a back office function, um, the impact that payroll has um, is is worthy of consideration in, in all of the conversations. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's just really lovely to hear because most people, you know, mainly when I'm talking to organisations and one of the reasons I do the podcast is actually to tell the good stories because we hear a lot of the bad stories. We can read them in the paper. We hear about all these things that go wrong and and uh, but you know there's also a lot of amazing people and amazing things happening in business around payroll so I love talking to you about your experience because um, that it's one of those really positive ones that I think a lot of payroll professionals strive to to get there but don't necessarily always make it so I'm just really interested in sort of you know how you've got how you've got to that place because you've been at Umedia some years now I think what six and a half years was it always like that? Uh, no, it wasn't always like that. When um, when I started, we we actually didn't have a payroll function. It, it had been something that had been handled by a, the AP um, function, and and it had been okay. identified as as a brand new role that needed to be created uh, due to the acquisitions that had happened up to that point. Um, it just wasn't sustainable for the for the AP person to continue handling payroll. Um, so it's it's actually it's been a really exciting um, business to be part of because we've had the permission really to to build the payroll function from the ground up and we've you know I'm not going to, to hide from that we've we've made wrong choices along along the way um, we've learned learned from from our mistakes and we, you know we've been able to to go through that um, refinement process um, and and it's it's continual it's it, it really is but I've also had the um, the real luxury of being surrounded by people who have the have also experienced great payrolls um, and have been able to to leverage their um, their support for building a great payroll. Well, I think it sounds like you're doing a great job. I mean, I know that you know you've also had a you've got a sort of a almost I don't know if it's a transformation project really, but it's certainly a payroll strategy uh, project that you've been going through. I don't know how much you can sort of talk about it, but I. I wonder if you've got some, you know, again, you've had this growing payroll function. I wonder what your experience has been in terms of pros and cons and how you see it um, around payroll outsourcing to, to in-house payroll hmm. for, a company, uh, for a company like yours because yeah. I know it's horses for courses. It, it really is. And and I think payroll people tend to be um, very firmly one foot in um, in either of those two, two mm-hmm. camps. I, I have a preference just um, because of the way that I enjoy running payrolls. Um, I like having the ability to have the flexibility um, to make decisions internally and act on those. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I've also been able to see really great outsourced um, functions that it, it comes back to that connection between um, an understanding of employee experience um, versus processing and simply yeah, that, that transactional approach. I honestly could not have said that better, that I, I totally agree. It's so I think most of the organisations that talk to me that have had a poor experience with payroll outsourcing is is purely because of the, the human, the, the, the vendor or the, or the employer haven't been able to sort of humanise the process. They haven't really thought about it from a point of view of what the employee experience is like. And um, it's really interesting that that's your experience as well. Yeah. Uh, look, and... and <laughs> I think the way that the um, the world is going, particularly in payroll at the at the moment, it, it's becoming more and more uh, where that focus is on um, whether it's an outsourced 
payroll or an in-house payroll. It's a partnership um, with the rest of the business and it's a a customer service um, function um, for the employees. Yeah, totally agree. I'm really interested too in terms of um, how you view your team because obviously you you know you, you work with a team. What when, when you look for people to join your team, what specific skills and experiences are most important to you? First and foremost, it has to be that um, experience-led mindset. Technical skills can be built, um, and um, mm-hmm. system skills can can be grown, but. If somebody is not approaching the way that they work with an experience-led mindset, um, it doesn't matter how how technical <laughs> they are or how well they can they can click a yeah, couple of right. buttons. Um, it, it's a, it's mm-hmm. about how they how they approach their day to day interactions with the immediate team, but also um, the the wider business or any external contacts that they they may need to deal with throughout the throughout the day. And you know, we all have great days and not so great days, how we support each other through that as well. I mean, what do you think in terms of payroll at the moment? You, you referenced that, you know, payroll's a changing industry and it certainly is at the moment. I mean, I've just read this morning that, you know, Ceridian, a big Canadian um, you know, workforce management company, have bought our local company, Ritech, here. So they really, um, you know, it's becoming a very global uh, world as well. What do you think the biggest challenge is right now for payroll professionals? My area of speciality is um, it has it's just naturally developed into being one that's very systems focused, um, and and as a result of mm-hmm. a lot of the acquisitions that we've made, there, there's an acquisitions flavour in there. Um, so a lot of what I see is to do with um, what's what's happening in HR systems and, and payroll systems. Um, mm-hmm. One of the th- one of the things that I've noticed is becoming more incumbent on payroll people is that there's less out of the box configuration um, and more reliant on on the payroll um, specialists themselves to drive how that is configured in the system. Mm-hmm. And so that yeah. that dependency on having really really robust understanding of all of the potential um, impacts that a system may have, as well as um, you know future proofing for. Um, you know scenarios that the business may not actually even be considering at the moment but in a year or two um, may become quite real. With where I'm seeing payroll going particularly in forward-thinking organizations I think that's that's super important. In terms of you know you you said right at the beginning you know we we don't know that many people in fact I'm yet to meet one that sort of left school and thought that they wanted to be in the payroll industry. If someone is serious about working in payroll what 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 would you expect that they should do right now to sort of ensure a, a long and successful career? What, what skills and competence, uh, competencies should they be working Look, on? I, th- I think approaching um, life with a sense of curiosity is a really valuable um, skill that will serve um, serve you well regardless yeah, right. of your chosen industry or, or profession. Um, so that's probably the, the first recommendation that I would make is, is be curious. Every, every day think about how you can... Um, sort of critically analyse the information that you're receiving, how you can find information and be really self-driven in your learning. Some, um, I'm fortunate in the, the business that I work for does look at how we can um, train and grow our employees, but not all businesses are going to be like that. So there's there's also a bit of a dependency around how you're going to invest in your own growth. Um, there's plenty of free um, sort of webinars or um, sort of 
podcasts like this one or, you know, other networking events that through, that can lead to learning opportunities or, you know, mentorship opportunities and um, that's that's a really great way of getting to to grow your, your own skill set. Yeah, I think that's great advice. You know, just being proactive and curious I think is so overlooked sometimes when, um, you know, you think it's just you're just running the pays kind of thing and it, it goes totally um, – in opposition to that sort of set and forget mentality that I think we've seen, you know, a lot of payroll operations fall into. And, um, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you, you know, you can get bad press when you have got that as well, because there's a reliance on, I've just set the system up and it'll be fine. And no one's actually being proactive about thinking, how, how is it really working and what impacts is it having? So that's, that's great advice, I think. Exactly, and there, and there's also throughout your your career, you'll um, come across a variety of different people. Uh, I'm a firm believer that everybody can teach you something um, if you're open to to learning from it. Might be how not to do things, or how to do things, or ta- being able to tap into specialist knowledge that they have. But each each micro interaction that you might have with somebody is helping to grow that um, that expertise that you can later rely on yourself. Yep, love it. Absolutely love it. Look, I know that you are super busy right now, so I wanted to to thank you for taking the time to speak with me on Talking Payroll. I I really appreciate it. And, you know, I really look forward to talking to you again at the end of your um, payroll project and hearing how it's gone. Thanks so much, Tracy, for having me, and thanks for everything that you're doing um, to also raise the profile of of payroll. It makes it easier, Anthea, working with people like you, I can assure you. Have Have a great day. You too. Bye.